Morning everyone, welcome to the first English department podcast on the WJC Poetry Anthology and this morning we're taking a look at the manhunt. We've got Miss Ahmed with us and Miss, uh, Miss Mustafa morning. as well and we're just going to have a quick discussion about the manhunt. So Miss Mustafa, what do you think of the title? What does that get you thinking about? Well, the actual title, Manhunt, it suggests an intensive search for an escaped person or um, it may suggest that some somebody is uh, looking for someone or, or trying to hunt them down from somewhere. And so it's um, an interesting... It gives us this sense that it's a particular person. Mm. Absolutely. Now, we know that the poem is written from the point of view of a soldier's wife. Because it was originally called Laura's poem. Wasn't it was, because it? it was mm. written for a <clears throat> BBC documentary. Yeah. Yes. Eddie Beddoes was the guy, wasn't he? Correct. So we know that Armitage is writing from a female perspective, the perspective of the wife. So the manhunt could suggest that she's searching very specifically for the man she used to know. That's, mm. that's before the impact. And that's kind of um, sort of embodied by that first stanza, isn't it? The after the first phase, after passionate nights and intimate days, that kind of encapsulates their, their life before the war and the effects of exactly sort of thing. Um, so this poem's obviously full of metaphor um, and full of lots of uh, very active verbs and things. And there was sort of a question that I wanted us to think about as well. Do you think the metaphors dehumanise the man? in any way? Do you think the metaphors are meant to dehumanise the man? That's a very interesting question. For example, the frozen river. I think he's already been dehumanised. Do you think and so? And I think, it, I think the impact of it is for him to find his way back to his hu humane emotions. And I also think, going back to your question, Miss Rachel, about dehumanisation, I don't think the poem's about him. Mm. It, it's mm. about her. Yeah, it is. Even though it's called The Manhunt. I think an element of that dehumanisation is almost to push us in the direction of this is about her feelings, her process, her kind of stepping stones back to those passionate nights and intimate days exactly. that she talks about in the first stanza. So maybe the dehumanisation is a reminder that the poem isn't about your typical war poem about the soldier. Mm. It's a poem <clears throat> about the effect of war on the family, the loved one, the partner, the wife in this case. Yeah, exactly. I think it's, it's not meant to be necessarily, uh, you know, sort of a in dolce decorum est in the same vein as that, sort of a witness of the war. Mm -hmm. I think the interesting mm -hmm. thing about this is the, the perspective. I think that's what sets it apart from a lot of the other war poems in this anthology. Well, it's a very psychological poem in the yeah. fact that the wife can only reconnect, taking small, careful steps. Yeah. Mm. The way she keeps repeating, only then. Only then, in each stanza, mm -hmm. kind of taking us along with her process, her psychological mm -hmm. process into um, uh, learning about her husband, learning about you know what he's become as a person, and trying trying to reclaim the sensitivity mm -hmm. back and their love back. Mm -hmm. And you can't escape the the form of the poem on the page, like the no. structure of it mm -hmm. on the page, and that reflects everything that Mrs. Mustafa's just said about baby steps, the baby steps, that mm -hmm. almost like a ladder kind of rung after rung after rung, sort of mm. slowly trying to get somewhere, which again, you could sort of link back to the title, the manhunt suggests kind of an end point, mm. you know, finding him, and maybe this kind of, the, this kind of couplet structure mm. is mm. that sense of these little steps that she's taken, and of course, 
being couplets, it's all about pairs, isn't it? It's about trying to re- put the pair back together. Yeah. Put the husband and wife back together, maybe. What you were saying about the, the end point, that final stanza with the last moment, mm. I think is really poignant when it says, only then did I come close, obviously implying failure, um, which is quite interesting because the end point isn't That is interesting because I don't, I don't interpret <clears throat> that as failure. You're not? No, no, I don't. Because come close... Sort of a, yeah, yeah, but I think it's the idea of how long this mm. process will take her and it's taken it's her over. all of this yeah. time just to take a step. Mm. And I, for me, it's this sense of how much of this journey do I have left to go? Yeah. Like, I've, I've gone, I've got a little bit closer. I And I suppose all of the images that she uses about babies, or I should say she she refers to, but Simon Armitage uses, you know, picturing the scan, the fetus, maybe it's a sense that she has to sort of grow a whole new kind of perception, identity. a whole new yeah. identity, exactly, mm, and it will take time yeah. to do that, but she's getting there, see, I, I think of it as mm. success. Yeah, and I think... She's got, she's taken a step. <clears throat> mm. Well, that's shown in the juxtaposition where she contrasts all her emotional tenderness with his um, body that are kind of, you know, the wounds that are, mm-hmm. have been made with non-organic objects, you know, Absolutely. the man-made um, examples of, you know, war, I'm just trying to find a... The metal, the hinge, yes. mm-hmm. all of those kinds of ideas. Yeah, they contrast her tenderness, where she yeah. says handle and hold and or, or mind and attend and that you know that contrast with the fractured rudder of his shoulder blade mm, mm. so are you saying that in some way she fits into the stereotype of the wife she's the nurturer the tender the soft the handle the hold whereas he has become the the ticking time bomb in some ways i think she does embody that sort of soldier's wife archetype but also mm. she she does have a certain strength because of a lot of the verbs in this poem are quite uh, forceful, quite strong, and she, you know, the, even even things like the mind and attend. But you've also got yeah. widened, traced. She's she's really sort of looking. She's searching. She's yeah. She's got a lot of inner Defin- strength. Definitely, and even that. Only <clears throat> then would he let me explore that exploring, oh, yeah. suggesting that kind of uncharted territory. Like she's ready hmm. to embark upon this kind of mission yeah. to kind of take the same. Um, language and ideas of, of where he has just come from. Again, bearing in mind, you know, you referred to Dulcet Decorum Est earlier, Mr. Acher, the mm. idea that this is a modern poem. Yeah. It's, you know, it's about a modern mm. war. You know, Eddie Beddoes, who we know this is based on, had come back from peacekeeping for the UN in Bosnia. Bosnia, yeah. Um, mm. You know, this is a, a modern woman taking charge, perhaps, of, of her household, of mm. her husband, of trying to kind of put all these, things, all these things back together. And it's got that lovely kind of juxtaposition of um, a modern woman taking charge, but yet still being that stereotype of the nurturer and mm. the, the looker after, for want of a better yeah. term. And when she talks about, right in the centre of the poem, feel the hurt of his grazed heart. Mm. It's a really Powerful. maternal... Yeah, you know, and she wants to empathise, she wants to understand what he's been through. Yeah. She wants to feel the hurt of his grazed heart to then be able to to help to heal it. Yeah, exactly. But then begs the question, who's healing her? That's true, mm. that's true. And I think there is, there is a sense of um, deep concern and sadness from her, particularly the yeah. first stanza for me when it, when she says phase that sort of militaristic word almost seems that she's almost lost that sort of emotional mm. contact and has become uh, in some way dominated by 
the sort of military and, and conflict yeah. that has entered their lives. And also, I think with that after that first phase for me, I just kind of think of, you know, because it's it's a very <clears throat> intimate first stanza. She talks about passionate nights and intimate days. Mm. And it just seems like the most natural way to begin the poem yeah. because imagine having your husband or partner elsewhere in what is a dangerous situation on a daily basis. It's that natural relief and that natural response of having them home mm. where you almost sweep under the carpet everything that's gone on because you're just so happy that they're there. Yeah. And you have that immediate physical reconnection and then mm. once you get over the honeymoon in inverted commas for those of you not watching um once you get over the honeymoon period she finds actually he's he's really damaged yeah definitely he's really damaged i think she's really brave she me is. too in the fact that she's kind of um trying to help her whole family survive the psychological and social impact of this war and the way she says you know that um she widened the search Trace the scarring back to its source. She's not giving up. To a smoking, no. unexploded <clears throat> mine. Mm. You know, that is just so powerful, the mm. way that she doesn't even know what she's unloading or unleashing. And this Definitely. concept of depth as well. Mm. The, the mine isn't exactly easy to find. Yeah. No. The sort of metaphor of the, the big, you know, the, the sort of black dog almost personified here, this sort of darkness within him that needs mm. to be cured, um, isn't exactly a surface wound. It's really deep. Um, yeah. And I think that is echoed by all the enjambement that's used <clears throat> in the poem as well. The fact that you kind of get to one level and then there's more mm. and you get to and then there's more and you've got it's that never continuous never-ending search and exploration. I think the enjambement really brings that to life. And the other thing I was going to say was I think Simon Armitage as a male poet does a really good job in creating that female voice. Mm. He does, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. I, I think he really does of that kind of delicacy, but also that strength, that steely nature mm. that clearly she has um, to, to, you know, she has in her to kind of deal with a very damaged husband and, yeah. cer and certainly not the man she once knew. But I think Armitage does a, a really tremendous job in bringing her voice to life and <clears throat> making it about her. Yeah. So if we were to choose our most sort of evocative and most useful quotations from this poem, Jeez. just for the students, where, where would we start with that? I think for me, just to feed on from Miss Mustafa's point about the sweating unexploded mine, I think that's probably what I think is a, is a very high utility quotation because <clears throat> you've got this concept of... Um, you know, the, the sweating is about, you know, it's connotations of nerves, connotations of possibly guilt. Fear. has connotate, yeah, fear. Um, you've got unexploded as well. It foreshadows a, a potential volatile future. Uh, mine, again, the military connotation, that's sort of Lexus there. Um, deep within his mind, this sort of, um, you know, it's something that needs to be truly dug out. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that's what I would choose, I think, is a useful quotation from this poem. Well, I think I would lead off from that and say every nerve that that every nerve in his body had tightened and closed, meaning that her job was not going to be easy. Mm. That she would really have to, you know, muster every ounce of love and respect that she mm. has for this man to be able to <coughs> take him through this uh, horrific and emotionally traumatic journey of mm. coming back to, to kind of living with his wife and his child. And also the fact that what you've picked out that every nerve in his body is almost 
like an involuntary response. He cannot help this. Mm, so it's not like, yeah, it's yeah. not like he's doing it on purpose, but almost she has to kind of battle two on two fronts, which is kind of just the body doing what it's doing and then him also coming to terms with that. But that every nerve tightened and closed to me suggests almost like it's uncontrollable. Mm, yeah. She's got so much more to get through. Mm. But the, the, it's interesting that the, the those two stanzas that both ex so explicitly cover mind and body are placed mm. so close to each other. Mm. Yes, you've got mind segueing straight into body, Definitely. implying that the whole it's it's not just you know a physical issue and it's not just a mental issue. This is something that covers mm. his entire identity and existence. How about you, Miss Ahmed? What would be your I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm really, it won't come as any surprise, I'm really torn between several <laughs> of them. But I think I'm going to go for the image that I've mentioned already, which is at the very sort of heart of the poem, the centre of the poem, and feel the hurt of his grazed heart, mm. which is kind of, you know, it has that full stop, that shorter, those two shorter lines. Everything, I think, is kind of revolving around that image of a grazed heart, mm. of something so very difficult to to heal and heart of course being the physical heart but also the center of their home the center of their relationship um it's the center of the poem it is it's the center of the yeah. poem structurally yeah <clears throat> and <clears throat> the fact that <throat> she she so desperately feels his pain but is so you know she just can't find a way she can't find a way through that to somehow begin to heal it which is <clears throat> clearly what they both want so for me, I would, I think, take those two lines. But there are so many beautiful images. Mm. I mean, Simon Armitage is so economical with his language but chooses the perfect word mm. in the perfect he line. Um, and you've got lots of lovely images to, to choose from in the mm. poem. So I think then that seems a logical place to, Indeed. to, to stop for today. Um, thanks very much for listening, everyone. We'll be uh, back next week with Sonnet 43. Bye. Bye.